There was, there was, there was no walkout. It was a fake. This is what it sounded like on the plug. Okay, Piers, I'm ready. A former president in denial. I'll be completely straight with you to your face. I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. It was a free and fair match. You lost. Only a fool would think You that. think I'm a fool? I do now, yeah. With respect. Excuse me. Okay, but with respect. The legislature. the hard evidence. Excuse me. The most explosive interview of the year. I don't think you're real. It's, I really it's just I'm not like very dishonest. Let's finish up the interview. Morgan versus Turn Trump. Turn the camera off. Very dishonest. Only on Talk TV. But now we get to the nitty gritty of it. So was there really a meltdown? No, there wasn't. Actually, it's pretty much a shakedown. Pierce Morgan, it seems, uh, decided to play up the whole thing. And as this clip shows, what was you listened to a little while ago, that's not what happened. This is what happened. You see, Donald Trump records every interview he's in, and he also interviews uh, not just... So it's not just the people who are interviewing him that have the audio, but actually the people uh, on his staff, like uh, Taylor Bundewich, Trump's communication director, who told Breitbart News, that's just another example of President Trump being right. He said Pierce Morgan was dishonest as a host and said it to Pierce's face. And for the first time in his life, Pierce Morgan did not disappoint. Uh, he further called it a pathetic attempt by uh, uh, Morgan to use President Trump as a way to revive a career of a failed television host. That's what uh, Taylor Bundewich said. Let's listen. Buying it I'm really, I'm, I'm not buying it. I just haven't asked you guys. We have stupid people now running the country. The world is going to be developed for pieces. Chris, is that the last question? You've done last question four times now. So I feel like you're lying at this point. You said the last question four times. I think it's fine. It's fine. I haven't asked about the fantastic in your opinion. I wanted to end with the only one. I just haven't asked about the only one. You want to go ahead? You recently got a hole in one playing golf with Ernie S, one of the great golfers of the world. What was that one for you? Well, it was great. He's a great guy, great player. One of the most beautiful swings, they say, in the history of golf, and very powerful. And I made it with him and actually uh, three other tour pros, and it was quite a thrill. Pull me through the, the shot. Well, I hit the ball, it was hit well, it felt good, the wind was blowing hard into my face. It was a five iron that went 181 yards, and it went plank right into the hole. It landed on the green in one bounce, and it went plank. And Ernie, who's a low key guy, one of the reasons he's acceptable, the big easy, right? But Ernie and the other pros started jumping up and down in the air. And I said, why are you guys so excited? He says, because we don't see Hollywood. They make, I guess, one every three tournaments, and then you have to be in the group. So it's Have you had one before? I've had seven. This was a seven. Seven Hollywood? Seven. This was my seven. Which isn't that high a number, believe it or not. If somebody plays golf, I hear the record is 49. Did you buy a round of drinks in the bar I don't know, but I would certainly have been happy to. But you don't drink? I don't drink, no. It is traditional. You buy a round for everyone in this Did you do that? Probably happened. <laughs> probably happened. Because I own the club. I'm sure it happened. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
Department of Homeland Security Deputy Secretary. So Bundowitz released an entire seven minutes of audio to show the continuity of what happened before that. And uh, I gave you a little snippet there of what the ending was. Now you can have the full context. Here's the full seven minutes of audio of the last uh, part of that interview with Donald Trump and Pierce Morgan. We, we need to, we're, we're an hour in, so we need to, we need to, we need to wrap. Thank you. One of the big questions being put to One last question. Do you accept that early on in the pandemic that you didn't take it seriously enough, or you were being told how serious it was? No, and you weren't was, was sharing that with the American people. I'm a cheerleader for this country. I want to be positive for this country. Everything that this American never is. I'm a cheerleader for this country. I'm better than anybody else. I'm a great show. A final question, President Trump. You good to catch up after this lengthy time. It's been a tumultuous time for the world and the country. There is a chance that you're going to be running quite clear if you play that clear in this interview. I don't think I made it clear. It's a human error. I think that's it, but I think people are going to be happy. I think that's going to be people unhappy, but I think people are going to be very happy. For those who are, who don't like you, there's people out there that don't like you. I know you said recently that you were very popular, but I think you're the most honest man in the world. Would you come back with all the experience you had 
of being present, would you come back a different person? Would you do things a bit differently? So I like this question in a certain way because I came in and I was attacked from day one. Unfairly, Russia, Russia, Russia was a host, the impeachment hoax, number one, number two. It was all a big hoax, the Mueller report. And I had to fight back and I had to fight back strongly. If I didn't fight back strongly, I wouldn't have survived. And I say it and I say it loud. I had two jobs to do run the country really well, and the second was to survive. No other president went through this fake stuff where fake things were made up like Russia, Russia. I'm the one that ended the pipeline. I'm the one that put all those sanctions on. I'm the one that saved NATO. NATO was dead. They had no money. They were broke. And I got the money to pour it from countries that would have never given it. If I wasn't the way I am, you know what would have happened? I wouldn't be there for two weeks. Two weeks. Now, would I like to be a little bit different? Yes. But if I didn't act the way I acted, uh, it would have not been the great success. I'm the outcast. So, really enjoy it. That's the last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I think that would be, I saw a very different Donald Trump in the world today. Although that was every night. You were, you know, you weren't as aggressive in confrontation. Except I wasn't under siege. That's what I mean. With only Russia, I, Russia. I, I, I'm not aware. I think it is. The Russian political thing is ridiculous. No, 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 no. Right. But my point is, if you go to France again, would we see more of that Donald Trump? Uh, depends on <laughs> But if you read it unfairly, you have to see something like this. Like, oh, you're set. It depends on how you read it. Okay. I would do this. Yeah. Something has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, and if we don't have smart leadership, you're going to end up with no world. The world is going to be blown to pieces. We have stupid people now running our country. The world is going to be blown to pieces. Uh, the last question? You know, you, yeah, you've yeah. done last question four times yeah, now. No, I, so I, I feel like you're lying at this point. I just have enough You said the last question four times. I think it's fine. I have enough about the whole thing. Let's have enough about the whole thing. You want to go ahead? You recently wrote a whole thing on playing golf. With Ernie S, one of the great golfers of the world. Was that like yeah. Well, it was great. He's a great guy, great player, one of the most beautiful swings and say, in the history of golf, and very powerful. And I made it with him and actually uh, three other tour pros, and it was quite a thrill. Pull me through the shot. Well, I hit the ball, it was hit well, it felt good, the wind was blowing hard into my face. It was a five iron that went 181 yards and it went flank. Went into the hole and landed on the green in one bounce and went like him. Ernie, who's a low key guy, one of the reasons he's acceptable, the big easy, right? But Ernie and the other pros started jumping up and down here. And I said, Why are you guys so excited? He says, Because we don't see all of this. They make, I guess, one every three tournaments, and then you have to be the first so I've had seven. This was a seven. Seven hole and seven. This was my seven, which isn't that high number, believe it or not. If somebody plays golf, and the record is 49. I don't know, but I would certainly have been happy to. But you don't drink? I don't drink. No. It is tradition. You buy a record. Did you do that? Probably happened. That probably happened. Because I own the club. I'm sure it happened. Congratulations. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
So as you can hear, it was uh, turn the camera off. That was a great interview. There was no walkout. Um, there was no anything else. That was that was basically it. And uh, you know, um, a lot of this stuff was just made up. It was hype. And <laughs> that's just the reality of of television. Want to listen to it again? We, we need a. We're, we're an hour in, so we need a. We need a. We need a wrap. Thank you. So no animosity, no anger, no nothing, just the interview ending, you know, you, you, you can see that there was deceit in the way it's presented on the Drudge Report, you know, all of these things. And that's really sad, you know, uh, that's not something you should, you should be doing if you're presenting um, this thing the way, the way it's presented. And, uh, you know, it just, it just, huh. It just uh, says a lot, basically. That the ending of the interview was nothing the way it's being presented as on Drudge Report is nothing the way it's presented on other ways. That it was just hyped up and stitched up. Sad to say, Matt Drudge is just playing right along with the game. But hey, it'll get great viewership. And that's just another way the ball bounces. But there's more things that are up. <laughs> As, of course, Donald Trump is never far from controversy. A long, long time ago when I was doing uh, news breaking out of places in Southeast Asia, rather the Philippines and other areas, I remember I, I did a couple of reports for Piers Morgan on his show, and uh, it was uh, it was quickie, simple reports about what was going on in, in the area, and I do remember one thing about it, and that was that Piers Morgan can get under your skin sometimes, even when you're just, you know, a stringer or a freelancer doing a report on a show, so I can kind of understand how Donald Trump kind of felt. You know, thinking that, oh, he's going in and seeing a friend and, uh, you know, uh, would have a relatively nice time being interviewed by Pierce Morgan. Big mistake. Big mistake. Because first of all, with guys like Morgan, it's not about friendship. It's about ratings. It's about getting the sensational view and getting, you know, to the top of the game and, and, and getting it all over again and and just you know dominating the airwaves dominating the uh, the viewership 
and, and that whole thing. But years ago, Pierce Morgan wasn't like that. When, when he was guesting on The Apprentice, you know, he, he actually, Pierce Morgan actually won The Apprentice uh, one time on NBC. And, uh, you know, uh, this is how it sounded then and how he treated Donald Trump back then. And I've always heard where people like me cannot win because there's too many enemies. But whether it's me or somebody else, you need a person like me to run this country for a while because we have to get this country back so that we're respected again. We have to get this country back so that this country is making the big profits, not China, not India. I mean, American Express, you call up your American Express card, the people are based in India that answer the phone. What's going on? Our people can't do, our people can't answer a phone. So we have all of this outsourcing to countries all over the world. In the meantime, we have, is it, is it, I mean, we have really an 18% unemployment, not 9%, I, I we get, have an 18% I, I get what you're saying, but aren't you being unusually for you quite defensive about this? I mean, isn't there a way of looking at this? Defensive. Yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, I know you're being aggressive, but it's kind of passive aggression, because actually isn't the way to deal with this the way that you would if it was your company? You'd go on the attack. Well, I would do you, yes. would, you wouldn't sit there going, well, this is all unfair. You go, you know something? Right, shirt yeah. sleeves up, let's go get them. No, you're right, but I would reject the back business. after the break, I want to know how you, shirt sleeves rolled up, will get America back on its feet, okay? So, you know, you could see back then that it was a very different kind of Pierce Morgan, Donald Trump relationship. It was really friendly. <laughs> you did to fix America, but put aside the China, the trade issue for one moment, there's something inherently wrong with the system in this country, which led to the financial crisis, isn't there? 10% of Americans are unemployed, probably more, as you say. What's the answer here? You're a great employer. Tell me how we're going to solve this. Well, for one thing, we're protecting the world. Why are we protecting South Korea without being paid? Okay? They're a competitor. They make a tremendous amount of money off of us. They sell their televisions, everything else. Why are we protecting South Korea? We just signed a horrible trade agreement with South Korea. They weren't going to sign it until North Korea lobbed a couple of bombs over there. Then they called, they said, oh, we'd like to sign the trade. You're a great partner. You're a great partner. And we stupidly send the uh, SS George Washington, the most incredible aircraft carrier I've ever seen, and 17 destroyers right into North Korea. Why aren't they paying us? I mean, why are we protecting them? They make hundreds of billions of dollars of profits against the United States. You know, one of the great ones, 52 million, I don't know how many of the folks in the audience see this, but a few months ago, 52 million in cash in a briefcase was sent to Afghanistan. You know that. It ended up in Dubai, 52 million. Now, you know, the 52 million was actually 100 million probably. But, you know, somebody stole it along the way, whether it's a soldier. I want to know, who is the colonel or the general or whoever it is that approved 52 million in cash? It, it definitely wasn't 52. I guarantee it. it was if, you, if you were president, would you take all American troops out of Afghanistan and Iraq? Well, Straight Iraq, away? we shouldn't have been there. And I get him out real fast. Afghanistan is not the bigger problem. The bigger problem is Pakistan. You have to know, you know, when you fight a battle, you have to know who to fight. So, you know, back then, you can tell the difference, right? Pierce Morgan being very gentle, allowing Donald to rant a little bit. And, you know, he wasn't president then. He didn't really know much about what was going on. And, and, and you know, this is from, from if I'm not mistaken, this, this goes all the way back to 2011 uh, on Pierce Morgan Live. And, you know, that, 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 that's how the situation was, was discussed back then. You know, that, that's how they talked about things. And, uh, you know, they seem to be so cordial to one another. 
so calm and everybody's so happy. We begin tonight with the president. But it was completely different about 12 hours ago. A former president in denial. The most explosive interview of the year. Let's finish up the so, you know, that's talk TV, you know, it's like Morgan versus Trump. It's like a heavyweight battle between the, between two guys. And, and it, it just tells you the whole difference. Hyped up and Pierce Morgan uncensored talk TV. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, you can watch it in the UK. It's probably going to be airing. Um, Monday, the 25th of April at 8 p.m. in the UK is when, is when they're airing this thing. Uh, we're the 21st of April right now, so you know, you get an idea as to what's going on there. But that is the kind of situation, you know, there's a lot of this going on, and you have to wonder why, you know, why would that happen? Well, let's take a look at some of the news headlines right now. The head of the Pentagon, uh, one, one unit in the Pentagon has, has, uh, has, has decided to resign amidst the a scandal over there. You've got uh, you, you've got you know Trump basically coming out with uh, with you know uh, major victories over the last uh, few weeks or months, and uh, you know there's a there's a, there's a huge situation moving and brewing uh, with this you know what they're calling grumpy Trumpy, uh, you know and and. Primarily, the whole thing boils down to uh, there were some some major wins that the former president had in uh, uh, his being cleared for a lot of the issues that were that were raised against him in his impeachment. You know, in two separate impeachment cases, the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency of the United States, has come out and basically said that the whole thing was just made up. And, you know, it's still not over. Uh, Pierce Morgan is doing one thing. Well, then on the other side of the coin, you also have the uh, grand old party, the GOP, which Trump is titularly the head of, even though he is the former president. Uh, he still is considered to be the, the, the head of it. Let's look at what the Republic brief has to say on this. Uh, you know, after there's, they're saying there's a war brewing uh, between Trump and the rest of the GOP. A bill mandating that congressional candidates live in Tennessee for three years before they can run for office passed the GOP-controlled state legislature in a landslide. Republican Governor Bill Lee purposefully didn't sign the measure within the 10-day period, thus allowing it to become law. After the bill became law, Tennessee's GOP party removed a Trump-backed congressional candidate from the primary ballot after she had recently moved to the state. Currently serving in the Navy Reserves, Morgan Ortigas was the State Department's spokesperson under former President Donald Trump. The candidate had hoped to run for the district that surrounds Nashville, but now seems unlikely to do so. 
https colon slash slash twitter.com slash morgan ortigas slash status slash 1490681033649438726 ortigas was running for tennessee's fifth congressional district when trump endorsed her president donald trump believes i'm the best person to fight for his america first agenda and middle tennessee in congress and i'm working hard to ensure that my fellow tennesseans including top sec members understand why, Ortigas said in a statement following the decision to remove her from the position. As I have said all along, I believe that voters in Middle Tennessee should pick their representative, not establishment party insiders, she added. Our team is evaluating the options before us. Ortigas would have been disqualified from even filing if the law had already been in effect before the April 7th filing deadline, but a Tennessee Secretary of State spokesperson said it would not apply retroactively according to the Associated Press. Newsweek reported that Ortigas believes she was removed from the ballot because she is Jewish, the law, which does not allow people to run in primary elections unless they have lived in Tennessee for at least three years, was championed by State Senator Frank Nicely. He made reference to the fact that Ortigas is Jewish during a previous interview about removing her from the ballot, according to NBC News. I don't think Trump cares one way or the other, Nicely said. I think Jared Kushner, He's Jewish, she's Jewish, I think Jared will be upset. Ivanka will be upset. I don't think Trump cares. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, former President Trump's daughter and son-in-law, are Jewish.